Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Ghost Maps is brought to you by the Storytel Epigram Horror Prize 2022. Ghost Maps was created because we felt like people weren't sharing horror stories as much anymore. And that's why we're excited for the Storytel Epigram Horror Prize. This annual short story competition, which focuses on our favorite genre, awards up to $10,000 across the top entries. A great reason to finally tell your own spine-chilling story. This competition is open to Singaporean citizens and permanent residents ages 18 and above. Submit your manuscript by the 30th of May, 2022. And for more details, visit epigram.sg slash sehp. Ghost Maps Entry 53 Depot Road, Singapore Mark sheepishly apologizes to me as soon as he arrives at the Siglap coffee shop. I know I said I've got nothing on this afternoon, but something's come up, he says. His ex-wife, he tells me, has a family emergency. That means their son, Jeffrey, will be staying at Mark's place tonight. I ask him if he wants to reschedule, and he says that it's fine. Jeffrey will get a kick out of this when I tell him about it later. He laughs. I tell Mark that it sounds like he has a great relationship with his ex-wife and his son. He chuckles, scratching the back of his neck. It wasn't always this way, I can assure you, he says. Mark tells me that he used to be quite the workaholic. That's why his marriage failed. That's why two years ago, he felt like he was losing his son. He goes quiet for a second and lets out another chuckle. This one lighter than the last. But I'm getting ahead of myself he says, smiling warmly. I tell him that it's okay, and as I place my record on the table, I ask him to instead start from the beginning. Three years ago, Mark was working at a manufacturing company located in Depot Road's industrial area. The company was making quite a name for itself, despite being a relatively new business. Of course, this kept Mark, their sole accountant, perpetually busy. I thought that if I earned a reputation with them, I could move on to a cushier and better paying job quicker, he says. His wife didn't agree, and rather than drag out what was clearly becoming a difficult marriage, the two decided to part ways. Jeffrey was six years old when the divorce was finalized. 
I wasn't there for him. I know that couldn't have been easy for Jeffrey and my ex, Mark says, his tone somewhat somber. He tells me that he'll always be ashamed of how he handled their divorce. But that all came to an end on one particular Friday night. He had forgotten that his son was supposed to stay over at his place that evening. That he had a mountain of reports to get done. So, Mark asked his ex to drop Jeffrey off at his office instead. She really let me have it over the phone. And yeah, I can say now that I don't blame her. But man, we had one hell of a fight at the time. By the time Jeffrey arrived at the office, it was around 8pm and Mark was in a foul mood. He didn't want to take his anger out on his son, so he just asked Jeffrey to sit quietly next to him and play his games on a tablet. Not being a terribly superstitious family, neither Mark nor Jeffrey minded that the office was completely empty, except for them. I mean, I suppose I can see why it would seem creepy now, he says. Almost all the lights were off. The partitions around my desk obscured most of the office. And it didn't help that both of them were too engrossed to really notice anything. Mark and his work... Jeffrey and his game, and both of them in how unhappy their family was. By 10pm, Mark was almost done. He told Jeffrey that he had around 30 minutes worth of work left. His son just nodded absently. But instead of turning his attention back to the tablet, Jeffrey just stared blankly at the cubicle across from Mark's. I guess he even grew bored of his game, Mark says, then adds with a chuckle, which is a testament to how bored he must have been. Nothing seemed to happen for a while after. But then, suddenly, Jeffrey shrieked and jumped out of his chair. Mark immediately turned to Jeffrey and asked him what was wrong. His son didn't look at him. Frozen with fear, tears streaming down his cheeks, Jeffrey's attention was locked on the chair in the cubicle across from them. A chair that was spinning on its own. Mark stood right up and looked around the office. With most of the lights off, the rest of the space was only faintly illuminated by the street lights outside. So, Mark couldn't see what had caused the chair to move. But he heard something clattering around in the dark. Without shutting down his computer or switching off the rest of the lights, Mark grabbed Jeffrey by the hand and rushed with his son out of the office. 
both of them remained silent on the drive home. Mark's head was spinning. He wanted to find out what was happening. He wanted to know what the boy had seen. He wanted to comfort Jeffrey. But he just couldn't find the words. When they reached his flat, however, Jeffrey turned to his father and shakily told him what he had seen. It was a shadow, a large, dark figure that resembled some kind of oversized beast. But it moved strangely, not like how a creature of that size would move. It skittered around like a spider. That night, Jeffrey slept in Mark's bed, father and son providing each other some sense of comfort. The rest of the weekend passed by quickly, quicker than Mark and Jeffrey would have liked, actually. We didn't talk about what had happened, but there was a lightness to that whole weekend, this feeling that we hadn't shared with each other for some time. It was almost like the trauma of that Friday night reminded them of who they were to each other. But that lightness was still tinged with regret. I know it's not my fault that Jeffrey had to go through that, Mark says. But if I had just spent that evening with him at home instead, he trails off for a second and shakes off his thoughts, gives me a wry smile and shifts the conversation. I checked the CCTV footage the following Monday, you know, he says. Nothing. Nothing on camera except Jeffrey jumping in fright and the chair moving all by itself. That fateful Friday night, as far as Mark can tell, left no lasting emotional scars on his son. They talk about it quite matter-of-factly now. Just one of the memories they've shared in the years since Mark's divorce. Some of those memories were sad or frustrating, though none were ever as frightening. But the good memories... Those greatly outnumbered the rest. Mark apologizes again and says he has to head off. I tell him not to worry, and that I hope he has a good evening with his son. Always, he says, with a smile. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Hantu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Hantu production. Created by Kyle Ong 
and Wayne Ray, with art direction by Jolene Lim, and recorded on Audio Technica Mics.